0: Hey there. Hi there. Hi Babylonians. This is the last time you're going to hear me as a 40 year old. Oh, that is so true. <laughs> it is true. Welcome to
1: Bloody Babbles podcast. Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Yeah, that's right. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off, no traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping. With Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool, you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code, POD, P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type POD, P-O-D. That's Stamps.com, promo code POD, Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again.
0: This is Nicole. I am Shawna. And, and, dee,
1: dee, 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 dee. we have a special guest today.
0: We do, we boop do. Boop.
1: It's Kenzie. Hey. Kenzie,
0: hey. Kenzie. we have recently
1: adopted into our family, not literally, yep. but literally. Yep, basically. Um, Apollo is here as well. If you don't know who Apollo is, um, Nicole, me, hi. I had a baby once, twice, just kidding, and he's three. times three. Sorry. Two two humans. Um, And he's here and he's been fed. So I usually sometimes I nurse while I uh, record, but you know, not today. Um, But Kenzie um, helps actually both these ladies help me half raise my children. So it's pretty great. You're welcome. I, uh,
0: yep. <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> I'm, uh, as they say, it takes a village. Yeah. It takes a village, yes, it does. So, what's going on in this episode, Nicole? She's got to oh. let you know things that oh, are. Oh, boy. Okay, so,
1: um, yeah, there's nothing really new to report on. No new countries, Wyoming. I mean, Wyoming, we're
0: still waiting on you. Freaking Wyoming. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. See? Tell them. <laughs> All right, Wyoming. You you heard it, you know, from from Apollo's from mouth, his mouth to your ears. Ah, uh, if you listened, uh, <laughs> men, Usually, we're really like
1: we really want you to be here, and today we're just like Wyoming. Where the fuck you at though? Because
0: Apollo set the vibe. Yeah, and he's like, listen, he said it, and so, also Don, you're
1: welcome. Um, we love you,
0: Don.
1: <laughs> and Don, he wants you to tell Wyoming too. I don't really know, but yeah. so
0: <laughs> see, he's getting sick. Of Wyoming not listening.
1: <laughs> I thought, like, that it was, like, really well paused. That was fabulous.
0: Um, but, yeah, so this case,
1: um, I don't even know how I came across it. I don't think anybody told me about it. I think it may have just been in my list at one point. Because I know we do a lot of Nate Dog episodes, and we are absolutely floored. And I love him so much. You love in Nate Dogg. For yep. sure, absolutely, always, Pology. and forever, amen. Um, but this case i've only got the first part of it um i've started reading a book <laughs> um and i do <laughs> reference it in here i do i don't because I, I, I it's called like die for me or something like that sir you will get banished to the upstairs real fast because
0: because
1: because you're sitting over there where the microphone is it's you can hear him real well
0: i love it so much i Fine with the podcast, just full of him telling us the stories. I'm totally okay with that. I gotta expose him somehow.
1: <laughs> so anyways, so this is... Yeah, this... Okay, so I've listened to um, last podcast on the left. They covered these guys, and they did it in four parts. So I'm like, you know what? I want to do it just as much justice, so to speak. Um, so this is just part one of these fucking dudes. And I...
0: I'm going to just... We don't know how many parts this is going to be is really what it comes down to.
1: I'm hoping three at the very most. <laughs> I think I can do it, but there's just so much. And, like, sometimes people can't just drop and go read a book. And I remember when I did the Shanda Sharer case, and we covered that in three parts. Mm-hmm. And um, another podcast ended up covering them, and I was kind of upset with how much they didn't put into it. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to get through the rough details and... Um this one isn't so much rough. I mean what these guys there's two of them. Uh what these dudes do. It's Leonard Lake and Charles Ing. Um his last name is literally two letters, NG. So I'm really glad I listened to another podcast cuz I'm like how the fuck do you say that? Ing. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, Leonard Lake and Charles Ing and uh, in this first part, Charles hasn't made his appearance yet. But in part two, is probably when it's going to be like the heavy stuff. And like I said, what these guys did is horrific. But I ended up finding the podcast, which is called. This is um, a lot of people have referenced this to the Miranda Murders, is what they ended up calling. Because every woman they try to enslave, spoiler alert, um, they name her Miranda for because of this book that. We focus a lot more on Leonard Lake because he's more of the mastermind behind all of it. Okay. But Charles became a part of it later on. Um,
0: but, yeah. So. Before guess, she gives us too many details. Before before I go the off details, on a tangent.
2: Just yeah. know this is
0: going to be <clears throat> a multi-parter. And it's going to be. It's rough. We're going to get don't? some super details. Yes. And I love that
1: details. Yeah. Because I've got. <laughs> yeah. We'll just get into it. So. Um, I, like I, I said, it was a case I stumbled upon and ruined my whole brain with, enjoyed this fucking literal nightmare. <laughs> this is how I started these notes off because like I said, I watched cause, okay, we'll get to it. I'm fine. So, um, Leonard was the product of his parents. Um, his dad was a Navy sailor named, El- <laughs> I can't read Elgin Lake and his mom's name is Gloria. Um, this monster fuck was born on October 29th, 1940 to- 1942, God I was trying to say 1945, <laughs> a Tuesday because duh, that's what I was trying to yeah, like say, at St. Francis, at St. Francis Hospital of San Francisco, just five hours after his mother waddled through the door, waddled. that's I what like it said in the book and I, I like, like it, it. <laughs> but and it just made me laugh because I had... Arlo, my first son, in like six hours and then him in just under, or no, just under seven hours and just under six hours. So (coughs) the fact that he came really fast and he was our first baby can relate. So, um, and then I put most of my notes will be coming from the book Die For Me by Don Lasseter. So that's where I found, that's the book that I bought and it's really (laughs) intense. Um, I try to put. A lot of details, but, like, not enough to be, like, reading you the book verbatim kind of thing. Totally because okay with an audiobook book by you. <laughs> it would yes. be really bad because I'd be like, oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. And then, <laughs> then you give
0: your little thoughts on it, too. And yeah, then it, it would literally be. be placed together.
1: Yes, exactly. So, his parents frequently <laughs> argued, and Elgin took to the drink to deal with his problems. Um, they didn't have another child till five years later when their daughter Sylvia was born.
0: Yeah, I love the name Sylvia too. She was born in 1950. Uh, <coughs> a pal- is a pirate tonight? Oh. oh, is a wet pirate. <laughs> I'm serious. Then boom, another
1: child a year after that, and his name was Donald. Um, <laughs> shortly after Donald was born, Elgin couldn't handle the unhappy marriage and abandoned his family to Seattle, Washington, to seek better times. Dad of the fucking year. Um, so yeah, he's like, couldn't handle the marriage, he just abandoned the family. I know his wife and three children, that's like, gross. and like, okay, so that's a five year old, um, a one year old, and then a newborn. Aww. So Gloria ba- uh, barely scraped by with her three young kids, often living in cheap club, pl- pub, blah 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 blah. blah. Public housing, plus worrying about food, medicine, and typical necessities for the kids. It said in the book um, they, like, lived in the projects, gotcha. which I didn't put on my nose because I'm like, eh, I didn't need to say that, but <laughs> here I am. Um, <laughs> <Didn't get through. laughs> after a few months, <laughs> Gloria decided she wanted to try and patch up the marriage and started making plans to take the kids to Washington to make amends with her husband. Leonard had just started kindergarten, and Gloria was unsure about trying to repair her marriage. Um, so she decided to leave Leonard with his grandparents to not interrupt his education. As Apollo just interrupted for a moment. Just kidding. His <laughs> binky's upstairs. I didn't think about that. Um, when they went to the oh, well, when they went to go to the train station, Leonard had previously said he didn't
0: want to go to Seattle. <laughs> that is the fakest cry, Mom. I just want attention. It was the biggest cough too. All right. So, when
1: they went to the train station, Leonard had previously stated that he didn't want to go to Seattle, but once his sisters and mom were about to leave, he started crying and begged to go with him and not be left behind. Gloria had only made tickets for her and Sylvia as she would hold baby Donald in her arms, so he pleaded hysterically, sobbing, screaming, clinging to his mom's skirt, and he had to stay with his grandparents. Um, years later, this was probably part of the theory that permanently scarred him and
0: would grow into emotional problems over the course of his life. Well, pause, you, pause. Like, you don't say. Right. Sorry, sister. I didn't mean to. No, you're fine. For sure. That's like, going to stay in your memory, your permanent <clears throat> yeah. memory, your forever memories. And then no matter how much your brain will manipulate it to the worst or the, you know, like it's going to, that's, that was, that was a core memory of pain for sure. That's, yep. That's torture. That'd be like if I had
1: to leave Arlo and go somewhere and be like, you're staying with grandma and grandpa and you're not going to
0: see me for God knows how long. Right. I'm not, yeah. It's not like I'm going to go visit someone for a week, I'll be right back. This right. Is a, yeah, this that's... is a semi, we don't know how long. Cause, what if, Zoe? I'm, I I'm trying to tell her her tail is too loud for this podcast tonight. And so it's her breathing. But you know what? Here she one, is. The fifth member of the club. Whatever. <laughs> so
1: after the fact, Leonard never lived with his parents again, even though his mom did return to San Francisco with his sibling <sighs> within the year. Ew. Yeah, so
0: he ends up staying there. But just wait. All right, it's <laughs> fine. I, I, okay. I mean, it's not... I mean, just... Okay, keep going.
1: Yeah. Um, so the mother-son relationship was hurt by the separation and was unstable for years. But his mom, you know, eventually his parents did f- fully get divorced and his mother ended up remarrying <laughs> in June of 1956. <laughs> okay. Leonard, who was 11 years old at this point, um, she asked him to move back with her, but he refused. Which, I mean, at that point, that's been... Because he was five, and it's been six years later, so... Um, Gloria went on to have two more daughters. She would often tell his sisters how he was... um, He would often tell his sisters how he was nearly starved as a young child due to their living situation, and also that he never had toys to play with. He said living with their grandparents was more stable. He had his own room, plenty of food, good clothes, and even an allowance. He got to go to summer camp to enjoy mountain hiking and swimming in lakes. He did keep contact with his mother, but he continued to live with his grandparents.
0: It sounds like his grandparents are pretty decent people. They were. We've got so far.
1: Kay? Yeah, and I don't, I, he doesn't experience anything with them. It's just other relationships. The yeah. separation from his mom and what, uh, yep, we'll get there. I'll go too far because I already know. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> one of Les, Yes.
0: Yes. Fucking
1: lizards. Lizards, man. <laughs> fucking lizards. They're
0: everywhere. Their tongues. Man.
1: <laughs> One of Leonard's cousins... Li- I just hit my glasses and now I can't see out of the lens. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Babylonians. Hey, <laughs> when you were wearing glasses and your eyeballs like, I'm just going to not let you see and I'm going to freaking leave my eye juice all over. Um... <laughs> So, one of his cousins lives nearby. He was nine years younger than him, and they lived in the same neighborhood, and his name was Chester Richardson. Chester! Sorry. (laughs) He would spend time with Leonard, and when Leonard would come home from high school... Uh, Leonard owned a small chemistry lab where he and his cousin did various experiments <laughs> dissolving... Like, And he really liked dissolving things in acid. Interesting. Because acid, that's not suspicious. <laughs> Chester <clears throat> recalled the time when they set part of their room on fire, but there was little <laughs> to no damage as they were able to get it put out before it became, like, to where they wouldn't get out of there safely. Oh, my gosh. So, but, well, yeah. Well,
0: I, you know, kids do silly things. I, luckily never caused fires quite that but i did at a very young age i like to light fires i like not to harm anything i just like to right. light fires and when you've got like a lighter because you're not supposed to have one because you're kid.
1: Okay. i used to set
0: june bugs on fire
2: <laughs>
1: sorry if you like june bugs are super into Ew. nature and stuff but june bugs disgusting not a fan Ten okay. out of ten would not recommend. Yeah, correct. Jigs are sticky, they're
0: freaking yeah, yeah, and they were they would nasty. crackle like
1: popcorn. It
0: was yeah. fun. Yeah, I do was... it down here in this garage right here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <not> that, <laughs> but anyway, was... I was just saying that, like you know, but I yeah, think, it's I think just... most kids go through a kind of a pyro ish type phase. Yeah, yeah, and
1: well, we've yeah. I've grown up having bonfires yeah. my whole life. I mean, we still we have them in the middle of winter if yeah. it's not windy. Like my mom right. goes. My mom has. My mom's a pyro. Let's be real here. Yeah, her mom she, is. She else. loves love that lady, fire. Holy cow! <laughs> so, Leonard also had a weird obsession with mice, and had them um, reproduce. According to Chester, he'd start. He started out with just like a few mice, just like here and there,
0: and he's like, "Oh, cool!" And then he ended up producing over more than a thousand. So maybe the thing should be like they breed like mice and not rabbits. Yeah, because I think it's like.
1: Humping like rabbits because it's so fast, and then yeah. producing like mice because right. they come out by the billiards. Yeah. Billiards? Billiards.
0: I mean Damn cool tables. It's fine. <laughs>
1: All the balls. All the balls. It's been a fucking week, guys. <laughs> um He had Okay, this is a quote from the that from Chester. He had a little city for them, a regular little mouse world. There were tunnels and castles and mazes and even a little train for them to ride on. How cute. I'm like okay Stuart! not knowing I know or, well at first I thought like oh like Stuart Little and then then I thought about um oh Ratatouille no no the no the, no the movie that Michael Jackson wrote the song for which is Ben which oh, um, little mouse friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it but that movie talks what
0: is that fucking movie I called no
1: it's my dad would know um and Vince too um <laughs> It's the, he's got a rat friend and then the rats end up eating him in the end. <laughs> and now I'm thinking of flowers for Algernon,
0: but it's not that. Um Aww, I'm I'm the fine. guy from um Back to the Future? <clears throat> no, maybe I don't know. the guy I, I can't remember the dad. Remember the dad. Know
1: maybe it is done. the dad. Yes. Yes. it's oh god damn it. Everybody's probably, probably gonna, screaming <laughs> do do at probably the top of to their the lungs. This is what it's called. <laughs> And the movie was Willard. <laughs> Thank you. So, if you've been screaming, you're like,
0: I fucking knew it. <laughs> you're welcome. That's Vince. Anytime we watch anything, yeah. I'm like, so they yeah, can't a... hear you, and this was recorded a long time ago. But keep going, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Willard.
1: So that's the movie with Ben, and uh, then the rats oh, end up eating him. But so, anyways, that's what it made me think movie. of when I saw this or that's started reading about this. Super. Nice so, success. um. You know, a thousand mice is a lot. So eventually, of course, Leonard had to start getting rid of them. So he gave some away and sold some, and the rest, you know, he just killed. It's fine. Oh, yeah, super just casual, kiss. just chill, chill, chill. chill. Yeah. Yeah. Chester recalled, um, and it was gruesome that it bothered him into his adult years that Leonard would use chemicals and acid to dissolve the dead mice bodies. <laughs> they turned into an ugly green liquid. Chester had stated, oh. like. Ooh. Ooh. That's just unsettling, considering... Okay, so I used to catch mice at my old house, like, with glue traps, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'm, like the ones that I wouldn't find alive, and I know some people are like, oh my god, that's so inhumane and blah blah blah, and I'm like... She lived in like a field, guys. I did. So was... My backyard was a field, and... Full of cows. Believe me, I... And it, mice. It, three cows and a shit ton of mice mm-hmm. and a couple snakes. It was fine. Mm-hmm. The snakes didn't do their job. Yeah. But, yeah, and like some of them that were <clears throat> dead, which I guess I preferred those, because then I could just sweep them up, but then seeing them alive... I know, it's tough. And especially because we caught... Never mind, we caught a little tiny one and it was rough. I was like, he had the saddest eyes, and I'm like, I can't handle this. Yeah. But then they just get thrown in the trash because I didn't have the heart to put them out of their misery because I can't do that as a person.
0: So I'm like, you're going to die. I'm so sorry. Bye. Yeah. I get it. it. Hey, and then, um, you know, um, mice are plentiful, so they are not going on the extinction list or endangered list anytime soon. Ever. Um, And that's all I'll say on that. Thanks. Keep going, sister.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. So, Liquid... (laughs)
0: Uh, Liquid.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Liquid was right above it. Leonard got along well with his sisters and cousin, but he did not like his little brother, Donald. He didn't like him. But, okay, this isn't, like, graphic. Okay, it's sad. It's very tragic. And the fact that Donald... Um, when he was nine years old, he got, I don't know the circumstances of what, or if he was in a car, but he ended up getting hit by a train. Holy socks. And he survived,
2: but (laughs)
0: okay.
1: (laughs) Right. Like I didn't know if he was in a car. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Um, he may want to be covered up. I don't really know. Um, the baby, not (laughs) Donald. Um, but yeah, he survived, but had debilitating injuries and serious head injuries, his, one of the sisters, her name was Janet, said that it left Donald just a bit slow, which, I mean, getting hit by a fucking train in yeah. whatever, it had to have been a, I don't know, I don't know, I didn't say, it just said that he had been hit by a train. So, but Leonard had zero sympathy for his brother, um, and judged people harshly who took welfare payments, like, he could help it, like, damn Leonard, um, Janet said at one time, Leonard even said he would poison the water supply of everyone on welfare. He would gladly do it. Or if he could, sorry. Um, Leonard said Donald was a welfare cheater because he received Social Security payments. Quote, he was a leech. He'd be better off dead, is what Leonard said of his brother, allegedly. Um, The brothers were obviously not close, and Leonard felt Donald was a burden on their mom. So he just... Yeah, he has like this extreme hatred for people who, I guess, can't like who live off because the government. he
0: lived, because he lived that before. I mean, I guess that, that makes. It's sense. one thing for people who live off the government who aren't needing it, right? People who take advantage mm-hmm. of the system, yeah, for but sure. Fuck, don't be poisoning my water, bitch. Like, yeah, I right. That shit. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah Yeah, yep. we're not sponsored, so we need all the help we can get. Thank you. To support our cause. <laughs> Support the podcast. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> One day we'll
1: get a Patreon episode. One day. I'm getting my I'm getting my shit together. I've started my <laughs> New Year's resolution early. Yeah. You're welcome.
0: I'm not. You're <coughs> welcome.
1: You're welcome, <laughs> murder,
0: Murder. <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
1: Judas. Sorry, it's an old vine. Okay, anyways, um, Leonard wasn't a traditional religious person and developed his own religious views. Um, another point in time, he decided he wanted to worship um, ancient Nordic gods, and then he turned to Buddhism, and eventually he just decided full-on atheist is how he was. I'm um, <laughs>
0: like, you, how long did Buddhism fucking last? Because you're supposed to be a nice person, sir.
1: <laughs> Obviously not a lot of long. meditation. <laughs> <A> lot <laughs> of went of from love. Buddhist to atheist. Marking. So went so
2: flat. Yeah, fast and Boom, hurry. boom, boom.
0: All the things.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but what really <laughs> shook him, and he was fascinated by, was the book "The Collector" by John Fowles. So this book is like his Bible, so okay. to speak. He yeah. becomes. Absolutely obsessed. So a backstory um, a bit on this book. It was about a guy who imprisons a girl and makes her his slave in some form or fashion. So Leonard wanted to keep a woman enslaved, keep her in a secret cell, and subject to any sexual desire he felt fit, available whenever he wanted her and completely under his control. He was content with his upbringing with his grandparents, but he had only um, other desires he wanted to fulfill. So three months after his 18th birthday, he ends up joining the Marines and was quickly fascinated by the weapons and fire control techniques and rifle rifle, rifle rifle, tactics. He, of course, paid close attention to chemicals used in combat, explosives, and demolition. So, um, field survival techniques went strong into his memory for future use. Um, like, he's a real big survivalist, we'll come to learn. So, in the Marines, his job title was radar technician, which... In a different sense, sounds really super fucking cool. In this sense, yikes. Um, he was sent to Camp, camp,
0: to camp Lejeune. Mm-hmm. Camp Lejeune. Lejeune.
1: Oh, God. Let's no- not
0: make this boy fancy. Don't, don't be using no fancy tones <laughs> and words. Camp Lejeune
1: <laughs> in North Carolina, where he took courses in aircraft uh, radar work. Uh, uh. On his leave passes... <laughs> I put eh instead of he. He ah. would visit relatives at the home of his uncle who lived in South S-South Carolina. Yep. South Carolina. Do you need some more boob? That's why you're mad. So that's why you're big man. Yep. All right. And boob cause. Pooh. All right. Now that we got a boob situated. Um, in April, so, okay, so he's in Marines. He's in North Carolina, but visits his uncle's uh, house quite a bit. So we're in April of 1965. He ends up meeting the daughter of his uncle's friend. Her name is, or she's 18-year-old Karen Lee. Karen, oh my gosh, I'm fine. Karen Lee Minersman. Run, Karen, <laughs> run! Who came from Delaware, where she attended college. It's so funny that you say this. Um... Okay, I lost my spot, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Who came from Delaware, where she attended uh, college, and she was majoring in math. So I put in parentheses, I was like, that should be a true crime all on its own, in my opinion, because math is the devil and root of all evil. I fucking hate math. Um, (laughs) She was homesick, so she came home for spring break to visit her parents, Immediately Im- upon meeting, they felt an attraction to each other, her and Leonard. Um, I Just wait. Just wait! They decided after the visit was over, they would write letters to each other. So, you know, nothing crazy. Um, they exchanged affectionate letters during the following months until troops were being sent to Vietnam. Because this is the time of the Vietnam War. Um... Leonard ended up in Southeast Asia right before Christmas in 1965 and spent most of the following year in country. The letters dwindled and eventually stopped altogether. So we get to late 1966. Leonard was put on duty in California at the Point Mugu... Mugu? Mugu? Shit, I don't know. Naval Air Station. Um, He began to think about the woman across the country from him, and the letters began again in 1968. Karen wrote about her loan... Oh. Okay, the letters began again, and then she's like, "I'm so lonely." No, honey, you're not. Masturbate, bitch. <laughs> sorry. Yes, not sorry. I'm fine. She said she didn't feel worldly at 20 years old and wanted something, someone to direct her. So, music to this monster fuck's ears, no doubt about his previous fantasy about eventually wanting to find a woman to control. Right.
0: She's so- asking for a basket. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> asking <for a> basket. <laughs> I love it she's gonna disappear <laughs> it's gonna make her disappear in March of 1969
1: <laughs> during his leave he wanted to seal the relationship by taking a flight to Delaware where romance started the romance had started to grow so he flies across like literally after them just because corresponding letters proposes marriage, marriage and she's like yeah cool and she went back to California with him and by the end of the month they were married boom just like that poor girl that's straight from the book no I'm just kidding that was me
0: So I don't like it. He's gonna make her disappear. He's not a magician. (laughs) No, 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 no. Okay, this yeah. All right, I'm jumping to conclusions. I'm sorry, but I get it
1: (laughs) based off the what I told you before we started recording. Yeah, the marriage started off pretty average. Karen recalled, but certain patterns were unfolding before her, and she was nervous. The first being Leonard would tell other Marines he would sell her body to them to use as they pleased. She thought he might be joking, but quickly thought he wanted her to become a prostitute. Um, He constantly urged her to dress in revealing costumes and bear as much flesh as possible, um, which made her nervous about his joking. The second, previously he didn't display any types of dominance, like when they were talking, everything was sweet, mushy-gushy bullshit. But now as her husband, he was controlling and overbearing about everything she did, not just their sex life. He became master and she was to be his slave. She followed his wishes, but didn't enjoy being uh, viewed as a possession because she has some sort of sound mind when it came to that. Right. Um, She's
0: not into BDSM. um, Some are, and more power to you, but...
1: Yeah. Not in this sense. Um, he seemed to feel he could do anything he wished with her. She got some relief when he volunteered to go on a second tour to Vietnam in 1970. Thank God you might die. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that horrible? Because I'm like, I wish. In, in this scenario, yeah. Uh, okay. Karen went to live with his grandparents while he was gone overseas. While in Vietnam, um, Leonard stated he did enjoy the experience he boasted about killing a lot of people and said that the toughest thing to do was zip up the body bags. He's a big fat fucking liner face just yeah, so everyone's just aware. To to I Sorry. liked how the guys on last podcast on the left said it because they were like, this dude never saw fucking... He never saw any kind of <laughs> combat. So. The, but the, how they worded it was way funnier. So go check that out. It's an episode... Uh, the second part of that episode. Um, he was... He was stationed in Da Nang, da Nang? Da okay. Nang which was a city of 200,000 people, where 3,500 Marines stormed ashore on March 8, 1965, to begin the escalation that would cost the U.S. more than 58,000 lives.
0: Good. Vietnam
1: was that was an awful, just an awful war. Um, he repaired radar machinery, literally, didn't see any type of combat, as I just said. He would work long hours, though, and would, starting to work into a state of fatigue, while other warriors experienced PTSD, Leonard imagined experiences that he never actually had happen to him. So his delirium came from a different, whole different part of his brain because of working the hours that he worked, which, I mean, is not okay, um, especially because I don't give a shit about him, Um, but just what he would do and what he would create in his mind, it's gonna blow your brains apart um okay so he even started thinking his wife back home where the war was being protested like in the book it talks about how it's like flower power and all the love, l- not, peaceful war. Yeah, love yeah, yeah. not war all the peaceful hippie life was mm-hmm. going on i mean it was the 1960s um was but he's while that was all being protested he thought his wife wasn't staying faithful to him even though he has zero reason to think or believe that granted how can you sit here and say, oh, she's not being faithful to me when you're literally trying to sell her to other people?
0: Okay. He's a, well, obviously in his fantasy, too, that we talked about a few minutes ago. Yeah. Um, all I was thinking about was, like, so ba- basically back to, like, the olden days, if you will, where, where women, he wants it back where women have zero rights at all. Right. They are possessions. And I can do whatever the fuck I want to, because I, can do I am male. Than because I am a penis person. Damn them penis persons. Uh-huh. Sorry, a friend of mine posted that on on something on Facebook, and I laughed. Penis person? So hard, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I really wish we could remember what we were saying the other day, that we were like, I didn't use this on the podcast! It was a thing about you, the, mo- you're, the show. Oh, you yeah. Know? And, like, she's like... Sorry, it was way off topic, but hilarious. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah. So,
1: um, okay, because other Marines had started receiving Dear John letters, um, yeah. So they, um, all of them, could arrange to speak with the chaplain to help their tormented minds at ease. Um, Vietnam, you know, was a horrific war, and I've met several several servicemen who served, um, who served in that war, and they would not talk about it they wouldn't it they just well
0: to and, and not to humanize this guy right? but like i get it i i get it. they're insecure okay so if if you're a stable person still your right. imagination can take over and it sounds like this guy has well we'll get into the crazy imagination he apparently has um yeah but yeah you whether or not your friends are getting dear john letters i you know you're far away life isn't normal you're on well he's not on a battlefield but like you know like right so you're thinking this person is you know they go to the grocery store they're do they have kids whatever um they're doing their day-to-day things interacting with other people meeting new people go to a restaurant go to the library go to wherever i get it i get it right Again, not humanizing him, but things happen in your brain sometimes, especially when you've just got your own insecurities. Yeah, and your own damage, like. But not blaming. That's just when you kind of get a little bit more like. He used to love me. Right. But, exactly. This guy's just a creep. Oh, he's yeah, he's disgusting, and if you see we don't him, him bleh, even worse. We don't really okay. Creep. Um. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so Leonard didn't want to speak with what he called a "Holy Joe," <laughs> which mm-hmm. I thought. Uh, okay, but with a uh, he wanted to speak with Speaking a mental with you. health. Sorry, what? Oh, <laughs> yeah, <Sorry>. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but with a mental health expert, which I mean, okay, that was very smart to be. Okay, just if well, he yeah, truly but, wanted the
0: help. Okay, right.
1: Sorry. No, and he did because the doctor ended up diagnosing him with impending schizophrenia and hysterical neurosis, <sighs> and suggested that he return home to undergo treatment in a hospital.
0: Mm. He needed to get locked
1: up, so he was. Get on that boob, sir. He was sent back to California at the end of 1970. Um, he was declared a danger to himself and to others after a medical evaluation. You don't say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yep. He spent two months in a psych ward. During his stay, Karen said he ended up invading a storage area to steal government property. She couldn't say exactly what he was after, but it seemed very important to him. When he couldn't find... Um, find it, it sent, it sent him into a deep depression. <laughs> this, part, this, part, this part killed me because he blamed the failure on an attack of diarrhea. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> he returned to his bed and began binge eating chocolate because he said chocolate would make him constipated. If he was constipated he could return to the storage area and carry out this mission. He was medically discharged from the Marines in January of 1971. <laughs>
0: But like, God on earth would you think chocolate and not like cheese, you Dumas? Jeez,
1: <laughs> I then. know, yeah. but like in my case, cheese, I've got lactose issues. So if I eat cheese, it makes me shit everywhere.
0: Okay. You're welcome. We're British? I think, but Jiraiya has, and so does his bio dad. I get, yeah, at first it's a lot of crap. Okay, I get it. It's like, it's like once it happens, then it doesn't stop yeah, so, once it okay. crappens. Once it crappens. <laughs> Release the kraken! Yeah. <laughs> Release
1: the crappens! <laughs> Alright, so. So he goes back, and Karen's still staying strong, poor lady. Um, the couple found a home and bought it in Hans, Hans Jose. Yep. San Jose. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Karen said the first
0: few weeks were normal, as they typically are. Normal how? Like, were he still like, I dominate you, call me master peasant? I think
1: he like kind of just dealing with his diagnosis he kind of mellowed out for like five seconds Um, they enrolled at the West Valley Junior College Um, Leonard looked for jobs but could only find temporary jobs or part time assignments Um, he ended up driving a truck for a veterans organization Uh, minimum wage jobs caused strain for the couple and good old Leonard was like hey I know how to make good money go work at the topless bar and dance Karen Mm -hmm. at first she was like no no sir um, but then she, like, got to, like, pondering the idea because, I'm sorry, some, I mean, okay, being prostitute, in a prostitution thing, if that's what you gotta do, that's what you gotta do, but, like,
0: dancing topless isn't, like, as Right, and if you've got the demeaned? body for it, and, ah! and you got... I don't know, say it without sounding mean, because, like, why are you biting my shirt? Huh? <laughs> no, but if you've, yeah, yeah. You're da- dancing, okay, yeah, your top, it's, it is... Right on. I mean, and if you're going to make some good money, yeah, I mean, and you, and it doesn't mean you got to go sleep with people or anything like right, that. Right, which you're I mean, not. I
1: know sex work is some work that works for people. you swinging and
0: not, your titties around. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm like, I just don't want people to come at me and be like, oh my God, they're so insensitive. They're going to come at you. Everybody loves
0: us. <laughs> All 13 of you. We yes. love you too. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and flapping our titties around. Yes. Kay. Universal.
1: <laughs> slap you with our universal titties there we go it's been a hot minute since hey, we yes. talked about that <laughs> okay so yeah like I said she pondered the idea Adida. Adidas Adidas oh all day Adida. how you know about sex sorry
0: baby oh. okay Tell us. He does, too. <laughs> oh, boobies, not sex. Sorry. Oh, way. God. I, <laughs> I was thinking boobies, but I realized what I had just said, so I apologize. <laughs> Fixed it. Okay. Um, she pondered the idea
1: and finally decided to audition, and she was accepted. So she worked... Sh- this woman would work 45 to 50 hours. Oh, oh no. <laughs> she would work so much, it made us cry. Okay. That was a really long pause, but you guys don't know that. So, um... Like I said, she auditioned, was accepted, she worked her ass off, she worked 45 to 50 hours a week, while Leonard stayed home and created an organic garden and didn't work.
0: You know what, fuck off right now. I want to create an organic garden.
1: (laughs) And I watch well,
0: children. I guess um, this is going <laughs> to be my last podcast, guys, because I'm going to have to go shake my ass for Shona's dream. Yeah, yeah. No, I have, yeah, because Vince doesn't have an ass, so yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wish he'd listen to this so you hear that fucking bitch. Um,
0: not long after this,
1: Leonard's domineering returned. He would um, give her controlled
0: beatings, which just sounds awful. I'm like, what's a controlled beating? God. <laughs> Where he doesn't get out like he... It's not out of anger, maybe. Yeah. Um.
1: He would first hit her lightly with an open hand, and then later would use a fist. Then he would ask if he enjoyed her, if she enjoyed her punishment. All her money, she earned, tips included, went to Leonard. Like as soon as she got her check, that money was going into. <laughs> going into his hand. Okay. So, pause <laughs> for the cost. Babble time. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. So Shauna is holding my baby right now, and the way she was adjusting his head, I'm like, it looked like she was trying to
2: breastfeed him. That <laughs> was
1: like, I had a double look for a second. I'm like, what the fuck is happening over there?
0: Sorry. I'm also less, I'd probably move my boob too. So I apologize. <laughs> okay, but I'm sorry. Everything is happening right now. It reminds me of so many book series I read that I'm like, um. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: But those people are willing to be in that situation. Um, He was in control of every aspect of their lives. The beatings for him were a prelude to sex, his sick-ass version of foreplay. Um, Sex became a way of life for nasty, fat old Leonard, because that's exactly what he is. He's disgusting. Like, disgusting. Yeah. The guys in my Um, book are fucking hot. Sorry. (laughs) Right. Um... He started making Karen pose nude for him um, during intimate moments. He would talk about bringing in another couple and switching partners yeah. to try and convince her that he needed more out of their sex life. He said he could no longer orgasm with her alone. So um, years later, it was said Karen told um, in interviews and said that they had met with several other couples but <laughs> engaged in a swapping situation only one time. So, I I mean, if that's your thing, Cool. Live your kinky life, for sure. Yeah. But, like, to be forced into it, no. Mm-hmm. It should be... Everyone should be willing participants, if that's your thing, because we don't kink shame here. Fair. Um yeah. Sorry, yeah. if so that I'm sounds, like, morbid, books. I'm sorry, but I... Don't, don't judge me on my books. <laughs> you can judge Shauna, though. No,
0: <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> judge away. I'm trying to get better with that. Judge away. <laughs> no. uh, and if you want her to give you suggestions,
1: just message her. <laughs> <not>. <laughs> just live your kinky life. i got many But that I need don't to, uh, force someone into your kinky life. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, so, anyways. The weird, odd behaviors continued when Karen asked to install a phone into their house and Leonard hated phones. He wanted to give a fake name to the phone company to be able to weed out phone solicitors. Okay, I... And I hate this man with... He's disgusting, but his reasoning behind this is kind of okay. smart. Kind of smart. Like, he's not a stupid man, unfortunately. So he explained that if someone called asking for the fake name the phone was registered to, then he'd be able to know that the caller wasn't a friend or even an acquaintance. So, um, yeah. So I'm like, that's not... Totally, I mean, I wouldn't lie to put my name on my bill or whatever, but I get his reasoning behind it. It's a weird, it's weird. It's a weird gray area. Now I'm out of it. Um, he would only let her read books that were in his small library. Um, the weapons he kept in the house made Karen nervous. There was just a lot of things, little things that he would control. Um, the Like I said, he had a 25 caliber automatic gun, a 9mm handgun, and a small pistol, um all of a sudden. You're when saying when is penis. Oh,
0: sorry, I don't know why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, we're not gonna discuss his penis size like at all, but we'll probably because of the documentary that I watched, we'll I, we'll brush upon it. <laughs>
0: yeah, brush upon it.
1: Yep. Penis. One day the guns vanished, and Leonard got pissed off and accused Karen of stealing them. But nothing was ever brought up about it, though. And they—I don't know what happened to the guns, but eventually they—they they return at some point. Um, so another one little fun thing. Moving on, uh, Leonard had a god complex where he actually thought he was some sort of deity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, whenever Karen would say, "Oh God," Leonard would answer, "Yes," and according to Karen, <laughs> he wasn't joking. Uh, gross. Like, okay, I've, I've done that joke where I'm like, oh, my God. And then then my mom would be like, no, just call me mom. My, yeah, right, 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 <laughs> my mom's right. not a serial killer. She's too lazy for that. <laughs> <Facts>. <laughs> I mean, it seems really exhausting <laughs> work that these people put in. It, this is, just, and I'm not, you know, a serial killer, so it's fine. Um, another aspect with his weird sexual fantasies with other couples, he would be... Um, Okay, so he would want to bring in other couples, but he would become jealous if Karen paid any attention to other men at her own volition. Like, he wanted her to enjoy banging another dude that he brought in, but the second she's just like, ooh, what about...
0: Did he want her to enjoy it?
2: I don't know. I think he wanted
0: to train her mind to think she was enjoying it. Really? Because it sounds to me, with that little bit of... that he didn't want her to enjoy it. Because she enjoys it, then wait a minute. He enjoyed he wants watching to, her get dominated or take or whatever, or him dominating somebody else. But I don't know if he. I don't think he liked the thought of her enjoying. Such
1: a he thing. did want to be able to control them to a point where they they were like, oh man, you know, I'm I want to f- I want him to be satisfied with me. I want him to. So that is, okay. and it, we talk about it. I don't know if it's in here, but we it gets brought up. So and, and,
0: okay. Yeah, we fight and,
2: sleep. Okay. we okay. fight and
1: sleep. We fight and sleep on this first Um. So, uh, so you were talking about run, Karen. That's where this comes into. Um. She kept quiet, but... Um, okay, because I told you she wanted about him not wanting her to pay attention to other men. She kept quiet, but found a box of pictures of women who were mostly nude. I said, red flag, run, Karen, run. Yeah. So... Um, she wasn't far off thinking of leaving. One night after work a patron ended up walking her to her car and Leonard was there waiting at her car and starts screaming at her, causing this big old scene. So this sweet it's angel bad. of a woman gets in her car slow like calmly, just ah. lets him scream and yell and drives slowly home to prolong the confrontation. But Leonard had rushed home to beat her to beat her home, sorry. Um, Okay. To be... Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I'm so sorry. I rushed home and tossed her clothing outside all over the lawn and locked her out of their house. Um, She gathered it up and she ended up sleeping Mm. in her car that night. So the next day after work, she discovered, quote unquote, someone broke into her car and stole all of her items, which she quickly found out were back in Leonard's possession. Mm. Control. This man lives, eats, and breathes control. Like... So, for the time being, she ends up staying in a camper in their yard until she uh, got to her next payday, which instead of just forking all her money over to Leonard, she goes and rents an apartment and moves in real fast. She's not stupid. No, and she doesn't want to be submissive either, but, like, ugh. So, she's, um, Leonard didn't try to get her to come back home, but he harassed her in other ways because, obviously, he would fucking do that. So, um... She found her apartment broken into several times. Um, during one of those times, holes were burned into her clothing with acid. Oh my Lord. Um, she once caught him inside her apartment when she came home, but was too helpless to do anything about it. Um, because, I mean, he's a big fucking dude. Not only, I don't know if so much in height, but he's fat. Gotcha. He's fat and nasty. There ain't they nothing wrong with being fat, but in this it. sense, it's gross and he's disgusting. Yep. If you're fat, you're beautiful and wonderful and I love you. But if you're um, Leonard... But uh, you're Leonard. This guy?
0: Re- Not if your name's Leonard. You're so beautiful. But if you're this guy. <laughs> if you're Leonard fucking Lake, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Not that
1: he'll ever hear this. Spoiler alert. Is, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, or his reincarnate. Yeah. yeah. Or his fucking evil spirit. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. he verbally abused her and then would tell her um, where she had been throughout the day, what she was doing, and who she had been with and when. Straight yes. up full stalker status, following her to the umpth degree, um, he still wanted to be in control of her life and wouldn't give up that she was still his possession because finally, you know, I mean... so. Yeah. So she ended up filing for divorce in 1972 after four years of hell. Yeah. So Janet, Leonard's sister, stated that um, when he went to tell her that Karen had left him, I guess he started crying he did. Yeah, the divorce Janet felt was what would drive him to hate all women, starting with his mom. He felt women were the source of hurt and rejection all his life. Even though Karen divorced him, that wouldn't be the last she heard of Leonard Blake. Yeah, not so. Maybe that nice. comes back around. I don't really know because I didn't read into the victims because I wanted to learn as I. La- <laughs> <Yep. laughs> I wanted to learn as I went. Yeah. Yes, I did, little squishy. Okay, so to keep this party rolling, because there's only a little bit more left of this part one, so. Let's keep it, doing it. Wee wee wee.
2: Okay. Okay, not great things, but anyways.
1: Um, so Leonard did various jobs um, because, you know, Karen was the breadwinner. He just wanted to stay home with his organic garden. Um, he was barely making a living, and he did miss Karen, but he was not about the bonds of marriage, which is like the
0: only thing we have in common. <laughs> I was, sorry. Wow, that. that. <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that. That was fucking hilarious. Thank you. I
1: I'm here all night. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up placing an ad for companionship. in like the '70s, y'all. <laughs> yeah. In the Berkeley Barb is what the uh, paper was
0: called. That's a funny photo. Easy to so
1: funny. Berkeley Barb. I kind of love that. Um. <laughs> so in late 1972, <sighs> Jennifer Gordon responds. Run, Jen. Yeah, <laughs> she was 28 Same. at the time, and the relationship developed in October of, ni- of that year, 70- 1972. It turned intimate pretty quickly, as things go. At first, he was sweet and gentle and caring. Who was a fake-ass Leonard? By, um, he came concerned. He was seemed very concerned about her, like about her things, about her life, about things you really to know, really wanted to know about a person when you're starting a new relationship. But within three months (laughs) Jennifer
0: He sorry everybody. Sorry, sister. Okay. You should have seen the way Apollo grabbed my finger and went, Ha! I like to jump it. I think I may
1: see the beginning of a tooth. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, which is scary because my baby is almost he'll be four months in a couple weeks. He's so
0: funny and adorable. You guys miss out. Ha ha. (laughs) Hi. He's just, he's a happy little guy. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not Friday
1: night. Mm-mm. Okay. No, he just wanted to ruin Kenzie's 18th birthday. Basically. It's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, happy belated birthday to Kenzie, Kenzie, Kenzie. and happy early <laughs> birthday to Shauna and this 41! Heck yeah. Craziness. Yeah, 18.
0: Fucking 41. <laughs> <laughs> 18, 28, and 41.
1: Yeah. And three months oh, yeah. yeah. Sweet, sweet biscuits. Yeah. So, but within three months, um, Jennifer started, stated it became kinky. You know, and we don't kink shame here, but <laughs> she said, I was, <laughs> I feel this on a, such a spiritual level. I was stupid, not naive, stupid. Our sex became, oh, crap, aberrant. I looked it up how to say it because I didn't know what it meant. It said it was getting away from normal. It was that okay. aberrant means. There was bondage and swinging. He lied. And he, he lied. He liked to tie me up. He wasn't mean or hard hearted. It was kind of funny in a way. So I was I was talking about I could relate to the stupid and not naive part just stupid because I was like that not that long ago, um, so yeah that's what she said it was just kind of just like we sex is fun and crazy we can do these things mm-hmm. she also stated that he could he could never be tied up and had to be in complete control. He, su- he suggested to her about prostitution, <coughs> and she consented at her own will because she wanted to please him. Mm. So, this is becoming more of the woman that he wants mm. to have. Mm. Um, he filled s- several um, photo albums with nude and semi nude photos of her. I put several three photo albums. Good like job. No. So, three photo albums full of her photos. Um, She even convinced some of her friends to pose for him as well. Some were nude, some were semi-nude. One night while she slept, he snapped several revealing photos of her, and he gave her the sleeping beauty photos, as he called them, but kept duplicates and negatives for himself. Um, The romance started to fizzle out as nothing seemed to satisfy him. Mm-hmm. Um, and she paid her half of the rent and was able to earn money for her share of the living cost. And they just kind of went on about just like living as like cohabiting together mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that's where life had taken them at this point. When she decided prostitution uh, wasn't for her uh, anymore, he became irate, she said. Uh, they argued all the time. So um, was he
0: working, or is she? Was the prostitution? I think he worked. did like just little odd jobs here <clears throat> and there, so and then, then she organic did garden didn't get him. <laughs> rich. No, All didn't right. make him rich. No. I get it. I don't want to make money off of my thing. I just want to I eat it. I want to fucking garden.
1: Yeah. <laughs> then he started mentioning <laughs> making snuff films. Oh, good. Why am I surprised? She became I worried about his surprised. suggestion. <laughs> he told her it involved two people having sex, <laughs> and one kills that one kills the other during a climax. I did not know that's what a snuff film meant. It's not always during a climax. But well, know.
0: but they, yeah. but they but kill yeah. someone, right? Yeah. Okay. Snuff.
1: Snuff, okay. Maybe snuff, i was thinking of smut film. Knap knap, knap. But yes, yeah, she said he wanted to create this because it would be the ultimate sexual high. She wondered if he would end up in prison. Sadly, no. Um, he, w- he w- told her he would escape if he got caught by taking cyanide pills that he would sew into his clothes just for that purpose alone. <coughs> he also said that he kept the pill in the hollow spot in one of his teeth, but she didn't believe him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know because the one thing I read about is that he'd always had those cyanide <coughs> pills nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, the arguments became more intense, and one day they fought, and she went up on the floor with his foot pin- pinning her down. No. She moved out the next day, and that was in June of 1973.
0: Good, good job, Jen.
1: Yeah, Jen gets the fuck out of there. Good yeah. job, Jen. Good job, Jen. Yes. And yeah. so... Um, uh, boom, boom, boom. After Jennifer... Um, you know, Leonard was still fixated on finding a submissive woman to hold as a sex slave, as well as move from the city to a rural area. And that word freaks me out. To sharpen his survivalist skills, um, he had a doomsday type of mentality, and he <laughs> essentially wanted a bunker to prepare for the world's end, and something to be able to keep someone prisoner that wouldn't be able to hear if um, anything if someone were to pass by. He ended up in, I think it's Yukia, Yukia. Yukaya, uh,
0: California?
1: Yeah, Ukiah. I, I. Regardless, I think that sounds really... That'd be a really pretty name, but whatever. Um, Ukiah, California, which is 130 miles tr- north from yeah. South Car- yeah. South Carolina, San Francisco, <laughs> where he was litter...
0: <laughs> he was fine. litter. He, he was, was litter
1: because he's trash. He is he found. Trash. <laughs> he found a job... That built and renovated low-income <laughs> housing. He worked his way up to crew leader, and he um, he had ended up enrolling at Mendocino College, mm-hmm. taking classes in animal sciences and meat cutting. Mm. He learned what tools in a kitchen that could cut through <clears throat> bone and flesh casual he got a part-time teaching gig to teach boys in a class on survival of the in the wilderness of the wilderness bye Mm -hmm. he was living in a motel then and wanted to find a place to settle and you know start creating this awful um bunker that he's got in his brain hello dog Um, he ended up meeting a lady whose, her name was in quotes in the book, and so they just called her Venus. I don't know if that was her actual name or if it was just to protect her kind of thing. Sure, probably. But, um, regardless, I, I love the name Venus. Um, um, she had a cabin that needed upgraded and she wanted to plant an orchard. They met at a festival and Leonard's fantasies were answered. She, um, heard him talking about alternate energy sources and his knowledge of it interested her. So, um, he offered to work on the ca- cabin if he could live on the property property for six months. Like all, if you let me live there, I'll fix your cabin. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay me. Just give me somewhere to live. So, um, Venus later said she was naive and vulnerable to exploitation, but Leonard knew an opportunity when he saw one because he's unfortunately really fucking intelligent. Yep. Um, Venus said it was pleasant at first and then the friendship became more personal. Oh. <laughs> so he kept trying to show her photo albums of women he had photographed and he asked her to photograph and she's like, nah! <laughs> nope. <laughs> she adamantly refused. Um, Leonard laid off the idea and shared with her his troubled childhood. No. He lied. sugar, <laughs> And said his mother couldn't take care of him and Donald doesn't mention his sisters and said he, she kept Donald, but sent Leonard to an orphanage. Mm-hmm. He again said, um, earlier that Donald mooched off their mom mm-hmm. and that he voiced an interest in killing his own brother. Um, Venus was worried. He was serious when she found the handguns and rifle in the cabin. Cause remember I said earlier, they disappeared, but they have right. now resurfaced or he got more. Who knows? Um, he had mentioned survivalism and had told her he had buried supplies on the property, her property, for that matter. She wondered about him growing marijuana, but also had no proof. But I'm like, eh, whatever. That's mediocre to what's to come.
0: It was about to happen.
1: Yep. So he also kept mentioning something about the Miranda Project. So that sounds familiar. This they didn't like in the last podcast on the left. Um, they had talked about how. Him and the guy that we bring up later on, um, that ends up being his accomplice. They, the Miranda murders is one thing that this has been deemed because you know, serial killers usually have like yep. names, um, but theirs were just so so personal but yet so public because the, what we end up learning is they like to record a lot of VHS tapes. But he talked about this Miranda project, which she thought might be like a refuge for like people driven from the city and wanted to start learn- living off the grid and learning how to, you know, just live off the land. Survivalist type shit. But she absolutely couldn't be more wrong, obviously. Um, she noticed he had dug in the, in the back part of the house or the yard or the land, whichever, and assumed it would be a root cellar to store food. Um, he ended up inviting his friend Charles Gunner over. Not a guy, uh, not the guy he ends up doing bad things with. That was Charles Ng, but their names just happen to both be Charles. Mm -hmm. Who I believe Charles, I did, I kind of brushed over a little bit um, while I was reading through some of the book. Um, I think he was a fellow Marine also, but I'm not 100% sure. I'll have to double check and I will, if I'm incorrect about that, I will fix it in part two. Um, He was a pleasant but obese man, and Venus said she had him, um, uh, said he, oh, said he, he being Leonard had Charles walk these awful hiking trails that he seemed to struggle through almost like he was testing him for something going up and down these trails and stuff, but she couldn't figure out what, um, she was nervous. Um, so they were coming to the agreement, like getting to where the cabin was like almost finished and everything. So she was getting nervous about signing with him. Um, The signs were overwhelming. She said um, herself he was mind-fucking her. That's literally what her exact words were. She realized he was manipulating her, and she finally challenged his um, intentions, and he ended up pushing her off a ladder while they were working on something together. So she ended up letting him buy her out of the interest on her property and gave him the cabin, and that is where I'm going to leave you for part one. Holy shorts. And this isn't even, like, Shit's about to get real. Um, I'm going to try and get to where we can... um, Because, like I said, I watched a documentary, and the documentary fucked me up. Like, literally made me sick. There was some part where I was watching it, and I ended up ripping out my headphones and throwing my phone away from me. So, in part two, yeah, we leave you with Venus and him buying this cabin. And then we're going to get into how he meets Charles Ng. And... Then we'll start introducing his victims. So... Gross! Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking lot. So, here is part one for you guys. Um, I love it. I love the details. So, yeah, it's a lot. It's a fucking lot, and it's only going to get worse, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, she's yaying because the baby's being cute, not because we're monsters. But anyways, <laughs> um, Fantasy and World Music by the Fighters does our intro sound. Um... Uh, we are anywhere on social media is Bloody Babbles Podcast. That's where you can find our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter is just at Bloody Babbles. If you want to send us a story um, for Buddy Babbles installments that we do, it's just BloodyBabblesPodcast.gmail.com. Babbles at gmail.com. Um, or you can slide into our DMs, whatever's easiest for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. Um, rate and review on Apple or anywhere um, that you can rate and review podcasts. That helps us just people to get us into more ear holes you know like wyoming wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was cute um, we still have merch up on angry gnome apparel um, i just keep putting their link in everything until they say hey we're going to take this down which i don't know if they ever will or if angry we end up gnome starting
0: angrygnomeapparel.shop
1: a- yes Go. or it's it's angrygnome.shop i'm thought. just kidding
0: angrygnome.shop <laughs> the link
1: is in the show notes um in the description on there. i will always have it on there and I always throw one of my friend's promos at the end. So go check out their podcast too. Um, yeah. So that's it
2: for part one. So until next time, guys. Babylon! Have you ever wondered what shows are like in foreign countries, but the language barrier is what stopped you from giving them a chance? My name's Maggie and I host the podcast, Have You Seen It?, where I talk about TV shows from countries all around the world. If you're like me... You spend more time on Netflix looking for something to watch than actually watching something. So if you don't want to spend time scrolling through Netflix or even Hulu, check out my podcast for some show suggestions. I talk about the plots, tell you who the cast is, what I liked, and what I didn't like about the shows, and I also throw in some fun facts about each country, tell you where in the world the show takes place, how close they are to any other shows that I've already covered, mention any cultural differences or similarities that I noticed, and my favorite part are the words and phrases that I picked up while watching these shows. You can check out Have You Seen It on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and most other places you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at official hysi. That's O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-H-Y-S-I. And make sure to like the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash hysi. Let me help you find your new favorite show.